Hello and welcome to the Bible Podcast, episode 14. Today I interview a friend of mine by the name Sidney Laddie Sonny. He lives in the UK and he's a teacher in a secular job and a teacher in the ministry. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Bible Podcast, a podcast for pastors, church planters, ministers, anyone who is doing the work of ministry and working in the marketplace at the same time. This is your time of encouragement and I am your host, Ade Subbanjo. So welcome everybody. Today I have with me uh, a minister who is a teacher by calling primarily a teacher but this multi-talented gifted person um, a man of God who I have I've heard him minister and I've been blessed and I know that his story and his ministration today is going to bless everyone who's listening he is a teacher like I said and he also works teaching actually in his in his secular job he's also teaching so he's going to tell you a lot about how God has helped him and as you know, our podcast is about people ministering as bivocationals. And he is a bivocational minister. He's in the UK. And I'm just going to let him give us how God has brought him to this point. And uh, I'll just let him go as, as God leads him. So he's a husband of, a, of one wife, a lovely wife, and has children. He's going to tell us all about that. So welcome, um, Brother Sidney. Yeah, hello, Pastor Ade. Nice speaking with you. Um, thanks for having me on the show. I'm really blessed. Um, uh, we met uh, some years ago in Manchester in England, and since yes. then, you know, it's, it's been interesting how we reconnected again. Mm-hmm. So nice to be around and uh, nice to be a blessing. Yes, thank you. And it's it's so nice. I as I was now before we started this recording, there are some things that you were sharing that that are so intriguing about how God has helped you and in your secular work. But before we go into the, all that, let's talk about how you got into the 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 Christian world. How did you get born again? And right. how did you get called? How did you begin begin to you know discern your calling to minister? Wow, many years ago, um, I remember many years ago in in Nigeria, in Ibadan, which is southwest of Nigeria, um, I was a teenager. Um, I got born, a, uh, became a Christian. I was preached to by my English teacher, mm-hmm. and that was uh, sometime in 1987, thereabouts. And um, you know, I had this question in my heart. You know, it was in class teaching us English, and it, you know, he began to preach to us. I, I went home and I had this question. I, I wondered. I said, "Wow!" As a young teenager, if I died, where would I go? And you know, I didn't have that question answered. And so, what happened? You know, is on Friday they usually have they, they usually have this fellowship. So I, I went to the fellowship. I heard the gospel preached, and I I gave my life to Christ. And you know, the hands was laid on me, and I uh, began uh, feeling the Holy Ghost. I began to speak with other tongues. Uh, since uh, you know, from then on, very soon afterwards, I began to um, sense that God wanted me to do something 
much higher, much, uh, you know, in terms of calling and preaching. I wasn't so sure. But one thing I really thank God for was that, uh, you know, um, after school, you know, very interesting, after school on Friday, sometimes we have this training where they used to talk to us about the ministry, about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And that was when I began to sense that God, you know, called me in ministry. I wasn't so sure. But it was in those days, the most common ministry then was the ministry of an evangelist. Yes. So I called myself an evangelist <laughs> because we did do quite a lot of evangelism, you know. And that was how I sensed uh, the call of God. But, you know, after after secondary school, uh, I moved to Lagos. In uh, My father was transferred to Lagos. I moved to Lagos. And that was what I call a pivotal point in my work with God. I began to meet with brethren. I began to get exposed to other uh, very good teachings and, um, you know, started in the ministry, in the youth ministry. And uh, from uh, my first serious ministry, yeah, it was sort of prison ministry. <laughs> Interestingly, I teach in prison. <laughs> As a year, so we used to go to Ikwe prison to preach. Um, you know, and then on Saturdays, it was just so exciting on Saturdays. It was evangelism and all of that. So that's how I started off in preaching. Uh, before going on to university where I started a fellowship with uh, some friends, Pioneer Pastor, 1991-92. Fellowship is still existing today. Started my first uh, pastoral work, planted, you know, with friends and, you know, pastor there. And then since then, i um, been preaching uh, doing seminars all over the country, teaching, preaching. And then, of course, I'm very much interested in business, uh, you know, started doing all sorts of businesses. And, you know, that's how I started. That's how I got born again. Wow. You know, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, there's something about people who are doing great things for God. Many of them got saved, got into ministry quite young. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I myself got into the Christian work around eight, nine. All and, right. And <laughs> lots of people that have been to me, talk to my friends, all of them, even our friend that brought us together, Osage Joe, he also yeah. got, we were both Christians in the secondary school together, you know, serving right. in, in the fellowship. So it's, yeah. it's amazing how this is so important. So we need to really focus on ministering yeah. to the young ones. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. But very important because um, it's so strategic, very important. Because if you cut them young, yes. uh, the impact, um, I, you know, my kids, I, I, I spend, uh, you know, I spend some time with them. The times, you know, on the day we just come and we listen to the Bible and we talk about the Bible and mm. about four children, we just talk about it, just ask questions and expose them to that life. Uh, I teach in a, a lecture in a prison yes. and I can see what God did. I can see the hand of God. Uh, many of these uh, young people, you know, they're in prison, you know, at some point they lost their way, uh, you know, and I saw that God actually, if God can get a hold of uh, a young person, and a young, you know, a young person, and that person begins to follow God. That is so important, really. Yes. And maybe we take it for granted, but you know, if we can, if we can, if we can uh, uh, actually introduce, you know, young people very young, very early. Yes. You know, it 
it no matter how old we get there's that foundation never leaves us never leaves us it's, it's um it becomes you know where i'm in my 40s now i guess you're in your 40s yes. that thing is just imprinted in you it just doesn't leave you and so if we concentrate on a lot of young people uh like you said it's it's gonna make a lot of difference it does it does make a lot of difference yeah. now um let's let's get your story going so in university you began to pastor yes. a fellowship yes so that yes. was your first that taste was my of first. bivocational yes. because you you're pastoring and you're a student Oh yes, yes. pastoring <laughs> a student Very yes. busy schedule mm-hmm. uh, You know, all sorts of things uh, You know You have uh, Your books to read Then you have to organize fellowship And invite mm-hmm. people and organize programs Very tedious and, You know, so yeah I never thought of it like that But yeah, that's how we started University and then after university You, you know you begin to, you know, uh, look for opportunities to preach here and there, yes. and look for opportunities to do ministry. But I think one of the things that really helped me was that, you know, very early in life as a teenager, I had known that God would call me into the area of uh, God had actually given me a gift of uh, writing and, mm. and publishing. You know, then I use yeah, writing exercise books. And, Imagine myself to be a publisher. So what mm-hmm. happened is, <laughs> in uh, when I got to where, where uh, after after serving, uh, my, my father, I told my father knew I wanted to be a publisher. So it, 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 after serving, yeah, you know, uh, during the time when we finished, uh, you do your orientation for three weeks or four weeks, and then um, you can now you you you'll be sent on what is called your primary assignment. And so what I got, what I did was that because I wanted to work in publishing, my father, you know, knew the, the, the through his connections, had me transferred back to Ibadan. Okay. Then he took me to his friend, uh, the late um, uh, Sahigo Aiboje, who was the chairman of Heinemann Books, and uh, I was there in Heinemann Books for a year serving. Oh my God, that was one of the greatest times in my life uh, because I loved books. Mm. So uh, the chairman handed me to his daughter, who was the editorial manager, Mrs. Olaoposhogo, and I now met some of the, some of these great men, uh, three of them, who, uh, who we still are friends today, who showed me the ropes in publishing. And I'm telling you, from that day on, I've never looked back from publishing, and then as publisher and preacher, you know, interesting. Yeah. publisher and preacher so that's how because i can actually measure from that day on when i gone into Heinemann, i can measure i can see how god led me you know and i can see the difference you know i took on that publishing thing and i was still preaching you know but i very much is still interested in books if you find me anywhere in any airport i don't care anywhere in the world i go straight for the bookshop and looking <laughs> at the books you know so I'd never preaching, you know, has always been something I knew that okay, fine, if I preach, but I still want to publish. So that's how, you know, uh, that's been my journey. Your journey, yes. yeah. Now, get, let, let us know how now you got to England and and you started working in the prisons, teaching young ones, and then maybe you can tell us a little bit about 
you know, even your spiritual journey to the point where now you are going further. Because I see from your story that you you first you began thinking that you're an evangelist, but yes. then the publishing part of you, the publishing part of it, began to stir up that teaching that is there. And of course, for someone to write a book that is really impactful, you have to be someone that is able to arrange knowledge. In yes, structure. Yes. So that's uh, uh, we know. We I've listened to you. I know you are a teacher, but I know yes. that it must have. You must have gone through a process to discover your teaching gifts, even yes. in in ministry. But now you're using it in secular world. You're also yes. using it in ministry, and yes. you now put packaging it and even going on to do even more. So tell us a little bit yes. about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember uh, years ago what happened. My wife and I. We began to, you know, got married. We got married 20 years ago. It's going to be 20 years ago. Wow, that's uh, right. th- This November, <laughs> you know, and so we, uh, you know, in the late uh, late 90s, that's when we got married, and then early in, um, you know, we began to come to the UK. It was late 90s, you know, come for a few months, go back, come, and then, but in 2005. My mm-hmm. wife came, and then I came in 2006, and we settled down in the UK. But by that time, we had our first child in 2003, mm-hmm. and that's how I landed in the UK. I mean, it was such a culture shock, mm-hmm. you know, staying there, you know, for a long time, just like probably you would have gone through, yes. uh, you know, since uh, 2006. And uh, I, you know, started doing all sorts of jobs, odd jobs, or you know, just trying to just settle down. And here I was in the UK, and all of that. But something in your gifts will always find you out. Interesting. Yes. Um, I, I remember a friend of mine. He we went to university together, and he'd known that I was, you know, in publishing and all of that. So he, they had a pastor at his church, uh, one of the associate pastors, who was interested in doing a book, and that was how I contacted this pastor. And he, he's late now. So that's how I, you know. Facebook, that's how I actually published his Facebook in the UK. I can still remember how much I charged him. That's how I started, but I still was doing my job. I was working with a a market research company, a very tough job. Sometimes I'll be out 5 a.m. in the morning, talking to people on the platform, train platform, shivering, you know. But God began to give me pictures. It was a tough job, but in the midst of that job, in the midst of that job, God began to show me what I'm going to be doing for people, uh, pastors and people. And he began to show me pictures because unless I began to see those positive pictures, I thought, oh my God, what am I doing in this kind of place? I am a graduate. I've studied. Why am I in this situation? But then God used that. I began to, uh, you know, use that to sort of encourage me. And that's how I started Little by little, started getting some clients, started looking for ways to get a a better job and all of that. And then I remembered, you know, I would still, (laughs) I started getting some invitations to preach. Mm. But when I, you know, it's very interesting because uh, sometimes I work Monday to Thursday. And then maybe there'll be a a seminar maybe for three days somewhere in the city. So I'll I'll work Monday to Thursday, maybe the seminar is Friday and Saturday. And sometimes, you know, maybe on Sunday. So I work Mondays to Thursday, or do have a day, you know, uh, Monday to you know, Monday to Wednesday, and take one or two days off to rest and prepare. And then I still go and preach, I preach in the weekend, preach, 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 and go back to work on Monday. Mm. You know, but then I began to also get some 
publishing clients little by little. That's how I began to get back into publishing in the UK. And I for a lo- for a long time when I was in the UK, I I, I sort of ignored publishing uh, because I discovered that there was a better way to do publishing than what I saw in Nigeria. Because what happened in Nigeria, because I read quite a lot, I was very exposed, I began to see there were better ways to publish. But of course, what happened is that, you know, what we have, what we call uh, the legacy uh, publishers, the big publishers, the big, huge, you know, uh, multinational publishers, very big, they became like dinosaurs. Mm. I, I didn't really like, I learned a lot, but they, they were very slow, very bureaucratic, very, not, not wanting to try new things. And so I, it, it discouraged me a bit. But when I got into the UK, I began to learn about Amazon. Then Amazon started getting popular. I began to learn about Amazon, about Lulu, about then I got my publishing desire came back, the passion came back. And yeah, you know, so that's how I began to 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 understand the process of publishing and people will come to me and I will teach them. You know, so that's the process. It's just a process of learning. Uh, trying things out, getting my hands dirty, making mistakes. Mm. Um, some clients that you, know, you end up not not working with, not liking. You know, they will not be very committed. Mm. You know, at the, at the end of the book, I learned a lot of things, and so till then, you know, till now. So very now, I'm, I'm just, just like I was saying to you, I'm about to put some of my stuff, my knowledge online, and work more as a publisher coach, publishing consultant, mm-hmm. helping people to do like a six-month or 12-month transformational publishing program That's that will cool. help uh, people yeah, get their knowledge out there and, and their message to the, to the whole of the world. Yes. You know, we, we, we are talking to bivocational pastors and ministers, yeah. so they, they have a message. And yeah. that message is so strong in their heart that yeah. they can't just stay in their secular job. So yeah. they will need you to help them put a message in a book yeah. sometime. So when, when you are ready with that, you send it to me and, oh, and, yeah. and give it. Do you have anything that uh, people can look at right now? Have you set up anything yet? Uh, well, what I'll do is I'll give you the address. Do you have some show notes? Do you, do you, do you, do you like Yes, I do show notes, yes. Okay, I'll send it to you. I have a website. It's, okay. Uh, I'll send the address to you. you know, Excellent. So, so anybody yeah, that's so, listening to this can yeah can send. I'll put my email as well to to do that. Uh, I work with quite a lot of pastors. I have I have a heart for pastors uh, because you know especially by vocational pastors they are very busy yes. and it's a very it's very tough to sit down and write a book in the conventional way. But what I've done is that there are many ways a pastor can can turn. Their message into into a book. Uh, one of the strategies is actually to just to look at your strongest uh, strong points, which is yeah. Most pastors will probably preach at least once a week. So if you have a mess, uh, your message, you can actually transcribe your message and turn your message into book yes. into a book. You know, but that's a lot of skill. You need a very good editor. You need very good. Um, uh, transcriber and all of that who can actually uh, transcribe your works uh, and then have a good editor and then the editing process starts 
you know, and then before you know what's happening, you can get into a book that's for pastors because pastors tend to be very busy, mm-hmm. especially if you, if you have another job. So for you, it might not work for you, a pastor, if you're sitting down in front of the computer and typing out in the world. In a, in a Microsoft Word or using your Mac, uh, except for me, what has happened for me over the years, because I've developed the discipline, I can still sit down and punch out a thousand, two thousand, three thousand words, yes. because I've developed that discipline over the years. Uh, but I'm, you know, I, I've also learned that sometimes your schedule might not allow you, so you might just need to sometimes record your message on a, on a dictaphone, most uh, smartphones these days, in fact, all of them probably have um, a memo, memo uh, recorder. You can record that and, and actually forward that to your email and have it transcribed. Yes, so and, you, and many pastors record their messages in their churches. Oh, yes. So if they plan that ahead, maybe do yes. a series, and yes. then they can, they can just send those over uh, to oh, a transcriber, yes. right? Oh, yes, you can send it to a transcriber. Uh, oh, we have so many good transcribers who are very cheap online. You send it to a transcriber. What you do is that when you get your um, your message, you, you send them uh, like maybe like one or two minutes of your message and then to a transcriber, and then they can send you a sample. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, because of in terms of your... Um, your accent, how you speak, the transcriber, it will take a while for the transcriber to get used to the way you speak. Yeah. But what normally happens is that if they don't really understand, uh, understand maybe a line you said, they can put a start there, and then that is where you will know. You will probably have to go through it and then send it to an editor. You will know what you said in that place. Yes. You, you spoke it. So that's how to get it. It helps you to be more effective. You know, mm. if you are churning out so many messages, That's you, should be to- you should be back churning out a lot of books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow, thank yeah. you so much for that tip. I'm sure a few of our, a uh, couple of our listeners will be using that and yeah. will reach out to you um, if yeah, you no if they need that. Now, I want to yeah. I want to now talk about the development of your ministry. So, yeah. um, when you when you got to UK, what church were yeah. you with? And oh, how did people begin to know that you could preach and they began to yeah. invite you? How did that happen? Interesting. Let me tell you a very interesting story. I you know, started with a local church. Um, the first local church I went in the UK, my wife and I, was uh, London City Churches, which is called also known as Kessity Temple. I don't know if you know um, uh, the, 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 the overseer, Pastor Colin Dye. Mm. Uh, you might you might not have heard of him. He's quite popular, very very mm. strong man of God. Um, so we went to one of the local churches around. That's that was our first community, just about three minutes away from where we live. We walked okay. to the village hall, and that's how they started to know me and all of that. As time went on, I got introduced to uh, my friend introduced me to another pastor, and that was the first pastor that really started inviting me on a regular basis for their program because mm. they recognized my teaching ministry. And I began to teach there quite regularly. And they took me as a friend of the house and I preached and preached and preached and preached. You know, and that's how I, I began to go for some meetings. Sometimes, you know, even your uh, Pastor Joe would invite me to we'll meet somewhere. And it was just connections. Mm. Preach in Manchester. I've preached as far as Scotland <laughs> mm. you know, and some other places. I remember what happened. This is incredible. 
the pastor that used to invite me, so that you know, sometimes I have to take some days off work. They used to have about 120 maximum. Maybe on a Sunday, they have 150 people. Mm. I remember uh, just this happened just about two years ago. Uh, this church just began to explode. I mean, something began to happen in the midweek services. I sometimes preach on the midweek services because of the teaching service. And the church just began to balloon. The pastor uh, concentrated on young people in their 20s. Young mm. people. And this church began to balloon. And that was what this church is still the first church that really, really took me up. I recognized the gifts of God in my life. This church began to balloon. Uh, this church that was 150 now is about 2,000 people. Wow. Yeah, yeah. The church literally. I'm not joking. Sometimes I'll preach there on the Thursday night. We'll finish preaching maybe 11. People still will not want to go home. Wow. <laughs> that was the revival. And then on Sunday, and they, the problem they had there is that all the places they go to would turn them out because there were too many people. <laughs> and so they started using hotel, hotels wow. and things. That's how it started in London. And that's how God just links me. He started linking me here and there. More people. That's how, yeah. Yes. And you know, the reason why I asked you that question is because I've gotten people asking me this question. Because once I started talking about bivocational ministries, a lot of people are asking me, okay, how do I know what to do next? I know I have a gift and (laughs) I want to go to ministry. So what next? And I always tell them, just start using your gift where you are. It's going to start going. You don't need to do much. Just start with what you've got. Start teaching Start sharing something before yeah. you know it, someone's going to pick it up, another person's going to pick it up, and it's going to yeah. take off. Yeah, 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 it's it's just like that. It's so natural. I mean, just just recently, um, where I work, there's a Christian there, so we decided, okay, uh, from next week Thursday, one hour after work, let's just start doing a Bible study. Now, not just because of the Christians, but we discovered that there's some white white ladies, some English people there. Who are interested? In, I don't think they are Christians. Maybe so. Maybe at most they are Church of England. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, we'll, we'll meet for one hour somewhere near the um, near the prison in the hotel, and we'll talk about the Bible. You know, little by little. Yeah, and that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just use what where you, what you what have you where got. you are. Yes. Yeah, what you've got, what you've got, and, and wow. that's it. That's it. It's, 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 it's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. So now let's let's talk a little bit about family. Uh, yeah. How 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 does your wife interface with your ministry, your children? How would that be? Uh, just yeah. give us some some tips on that. Yeah. Very interesting. My wife, uh, my wife married to my wife now twenty years. November, November, yeah, November, uh, November ninety-eight. Mm. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, twenty years. Now I've got. Four children. My first son is 15. My first child is 15. We had him in Nigeria in 2003. Mm. Got a daughter, and then I have a set of twins. So we've got four children. children. And uh, my wife knows, you know, we've known each other from university, so she's known about my ministry. Uh, we're very much in, in agreement. She is a, a qualified counselor. She's also a support worker. Okay. And one of the things she wants to do is help in, uh, a, a lot of people who have emotional problems in the church. She just qualified, and so she's very excited about that. And, you know, family is very 
very important, you know, te- teaching the children the word of God, you know, listening to the word, letting, letting them comment and things like that, you know, just having, uh, in fact, showing more. I think the children, really, what you show them, how you live, uh, talk to them more than even what you say. Um, so that's the thing about, uh, you know, about family very important very vital your family unit is very vital mm. as a by vocational pastor your family unit is very vital uh, those children uh, they're not going to be there for long you know but what you say how you treat your wife how your wife treats you you do how they're just watching you because that is the environment they're exposed to so god has been helping you know god has helped me and my wife and we, we best of friends you know but it's a lot of hard work yes. you know yeah it's a lot of hard work you know that it's, it's commitment you know and you know that's just it's just God that helps us yes is, is are your children involved in ministry in any way what what do they do at church yeah my where are my children yeah um, well they, they, they're not that very involved okay. my daughter plays an instrument yeah but she's a bit shy <laughs> and all of that you know my son I can see him is he, he's a bit like me he's very reserved okay. uh, but he's he's, he's, he's he's taking in everything like a sponge my two uh, my two uh, the younger yes. children the twins they love church as well <laughs> so there's one thing I want to start in my house which probably will start very soon I have like a word Friday we, what we normally do we do like a, a house uh, you know once in a while we do this house thing for children house Bible study for the children mm-hmm. designed for them but we don't I don't really we don't what we do is that we don't water down the word but you know we teach them just for them Hmm. You know, so they can have, yeah, they can have an appreciation of the word of God. You know, that's one of the things that, uh, you know, yeah, that's one of the things that's that we good. do that's good. for the children. Yeah, that's good. Uh, okay, now you told me earlier on that uh, Bible school is coming up in the future. Oh yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. also preparing a book. Tell us about that. Let's, let's yeah, hear. Bible school. Very strong teaching gift. Well, we're going to start a Bible school, you know, uh, very soon in uh, central London. And um, because what I discovered over the years is, um, I mean, if you've been born again for, 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 for a while, you could see the, um, the departure, the, the decline in the, in Bible, correct Bible teaching, Bible, yes. you know, Bible study. So because of that, I just says that look, we need to just do this. So sometimes just before the end of the year, you know, in September, we'll kick off our first maybe like a short-term Bible thing, like a three-month uh, Bible course. But you know, but now also I have a book that I've written, which I'm just going to tie. Be written for a while now. I'm going to tidy up. It's called How to uh, How to Profit from Your Knowledge by Publishing a Book. It's for people who are in who who are in the knowledge business. Maybe you're a pastor. Maybe you're a <coughs> Excuse me. Maybe you're an accountant. Maybe you are a um, you 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 are an advisor of some sort, a consultant. You can package your knowledge in a book and use that to launch your your career in whatever area as an expert. And so I teach people how to do it. So what I've done is that I've distilled over 20 years of experience in publishing. I put it in that very handy book, and I'm now linking it to my uh, online. Uh, which will be out to my online training platform so people can actually I'm, I'm making it easy for them what I'm doing is that I'm 
I'm, I'm, I'm cutting short the journey of publishing for a lot of people. And that's what I've done yeah in the in the book and also the bible school thing i'm so passionate my wife is so passionate about that we are so passionate about that we just want to make sure people hear the word of god because if i can teach people how to study the word of god how to interpret the word of god for themselves i've yes. done them a lot of good mm. and that's really at the end of the day that's my job that's really it. Yeah, that's the job of every pastor. Yeah, I, I I also like the idea of you know, really good Bible school. Even if it's just yeah. for members of the church, not even for ministers, just oh, yes. people to have a detailed way of interpreting scripture. For example, oh, yeah. for me, after be, after understanding my call, I, I went and studied theology in the university. I uh, oh, got wow. a bachelor's again and I went on to do my master's in theology. Wow. Not just wow. not because I didn't have the passion, I didn't understand scripture, but you know, it's good to know even deeper things, you know, learn the Greek, learn the Hebrew. Oh, That's yeah. for ministers at the level of ministers. But at the level of members you know, yeah. there's also some depth, and that's why I like the idea of the Bible school. But oh, yeah. for our people here, I think everybody should get a copy of your book, How to Package Your Knowledge and Profit in It, right? Yeah, that yeah, is yeah, important. Problem, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, I, I yeah. want everybody to do that. Everybody knows something more than most many people. You don't have oh, to be yeah. the best in the world, you just have to know it more than a good number of people, and all those people that you know it more than would like to buy your book. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to get it out, and it's, it's going to be a blessing. I, I made it very simple. Simple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I made it very simple. You, One of the things that a lot of people don't realize is what is simple to, to me might not be simple to the other person. That's right. And wow. so as a teacher, I'm supposed to now break it down, down. in such a way that you can get it. And that's the, that's the teacher, you know, for you. Very good. Thank you so much for your time that you've given to us. I, I'm still going to ask you to to just um, share a message with us, whatever you you feel led to just deliver to everybody that will be listening to you. Uh, yeah, just yeah. Just in closing, and, and then I will ask you to pray at the end. But before oh, yeah. before you, you do that, can you just tell us how people can reach you? Or, or yeah, you send me your contacts? I'll send you my, uh, I'll send you my, uh, which I'll put on the notes, but you can still tell us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can email me at, uh, let me give you my, uh, uh, you can email me at richpublisher Mm -hmm. at gmail.com. That's one word, richpublisher at gmail.com. And I'll, I'll I'll get back to you Mm -hmm. as soon as I can. And then on Twitter, are you on Twitter? No, I've I've not. Just just on Facebook. Just on Facebook, yeah. Mm-hmm. My Facebook is Ladi Sydney Sunny, something like that. Yes, Ladi Sydney Sunny, yes. Yeah, on Facebook. I'll put all that in the show notes so people can yeah. connect with you. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so go yeah, ahead, share yeah. with us some, uh, just a, f- a few words of what, what's on your heart for the people. Well, mm-hmm. most importantly, is, uh, one of the things that I, I realized, Bible talks about, that Second uh, Timothy 3.16 talks about the fact that all scripture... Mm. Is given by inspiration of of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and instruction in righteousness. The Bible is actually the manual book for instructions in righteousness, instruction in salvation. Actually, that you know, the Bible the, the Bible is known as the Holy Scriptures. All right. Now, 
the Bible is the manual, is God's manual for salvation. Salvation is a very big word. That word soteria is God's manual. Anything that you want to know about God is found in the Bible. And let me give you a very simple, simple uh, key from Genesis to Revelation. Jesus said something in John chapter 5. He said, he said, he said, you search the scriptures and it, you know, you, you search the scriptures, but you don't know that it's actually the scriptures testify, that they would testify of me. From Genesis to Revelation, you will find a type of Jesus. In the Old Testament, you will always see Jesus in the scriptures. In the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you see the eyewitness account of Jesus. Mm. Or if you read from the book of Acts to Revelation, uh, the epistles especially, you see Jesus explained. Now, you've heard it before, it, it bears repetition. The Old Testament is Jesus concealed, and the New Testament is Jesus revealed. If you want to be a strong Christian, lay emphasis on the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You'll see that prophesied in the Old Testament and also explained in the New Testament. Spend your time understanding what Jesus did for you uh, on, uh, in his death, his burial, and his resurrection and who he is in you and what he has done for you and what he can do through you. Now, when you have an understanding of that, and that can take a whole lifetime, but when you have an understanding of that, you're getting an understanding of that, and Jesus is revealed to you, it will strengthen you as a Christian. It's what you'll be so filled with God that nobody will need to tell you to go and do the work of the ministry. Mm. Nobody will preach to you to go and do evangelism because you are filled with God. And so the job of a Christian is to find out what Christ has done for him, what Christ has done for you in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Because the more Christ is revealed to you, the more of impact you can be on the earth and that's the actually the answer to religion and that's the answer to false teaching and that's the answer to false prophet now let me give you an acid test if you meet a preacher a minister that cannot explain their pieces to you you shouldn't be in that place if a preacher cannot explain their pieces if a preacher cannot sit down and explain where the church is, Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians, all of those places to you, because that is where the Christian should be living. If a preacher cannot do that, then you need to be asking yourself, what am I really doing there? Mm. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it in a, in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. You had, uh, <laughs> a very key point, which is, you know, if a Christian wants to really enjoy Christianity, you need to yeah. know what Jesus has done. Then Absolutely. receive it and walk in it, you know. Yeah. It's, and I, you know, one thing I one day I realized when I was listening to some you know, earlier before we started our church. Yeah. Uh, I saw that most people were preaching just in the Old Testament, and I was wondering why. Yeah. What, did, <laughs> but that's what you were just saying. If 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 you focus too much on on the Old Testament and you are not really living in the New Testament, especially in the epistles. You will yeah. not know what what Christ has done for you. You will not know yeah. what the rights you have, the hope yeah. of your calling, and all that stuff. So, thank yeah. you very much. Thank you very much thank for, you, for sharing that. And, and I'm sure we'll get you back on the show to come yeah. and tell us some more stuff about business. Also, when I get to the type time when your book is out and your oh, yeah. your uh, platform is up, we'll call you back to tell us more about that. 
Thank you so much. It's been yeah. nice yeah. Uh, being on the show. God bless you. Real good. Thank you. Would you would you pray for us, please, before you? Oh yeah, Lord Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for the audience, for people who have been listening. I ask my Holy Spirit to open the eyes of their understanding, that they may know what you have done for them, the hope of your of their calling, that your truth, the word, is revealed to them by your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Thank you, Lord, because your your people, your servants, will do exploits because of what you have done for them in your death, your burial, and your revelation. I ask right now for direction for those people who might be stuck in in you know in a crossroads, not knowing what to do. I ask for direction right now in the name of Jesus. I ask that the way becomes clearer to them and that direction comes quickly. Lord, thank you for strengthening them by your mind, strengthening them by your mind in their spirit man. Thank you for strength in their spirit man, their inner man. We give you glory. Praise Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to the Bible Podcast with Ade Sabanjo. Please head over to adesobanjo.com to join the conversation and access all of the resources shared on the podcast. You can also record your questions by using the red button on the right-hand side of the page. If this is your first episode of the Bivo podcast, take the time to listen to the earlier episodes where Ade talks about his amazing recovery from stroke and the lessons he learned. These lessons have revolutionized Ade's life, and they will make your life so much more fruitful, too. Till the next episode, keep spreading the love of Jesus everywhere.